plant-dominant podcast for those looking to expand and elevate their lives. Each week, we will bring you provocative conversations and topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness to answer your burning questions. You will leave each episode with tangible tips and takeaways and understand what it truly means to live an energized and optimized life. Welcome to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. I'm your host, Eliza Gelman. I'm with you today, sitting in front of a bunch of trees that are turning yellow. It's absolutely stunning. Charlotte, North Carolina is having an absolute identity crisis. It's going to be almost 80 degrees today. I was in Charleston last weekend celebrating my best friend's birthday. We had a blast. I was only there for 24 hours, but such a solid time. And it was 80 degrees. It was 80 degrees. I got a sunburn on my way home driving and I don't understand. We're supposed to get a cold front this week, I hope, but this girl needs to be in less humidity. I need to be able to utilize the clothes that I have switched into my closet. We all know the pains. I'm going to stop complaining. This is so obnoxious. Anyways, thank you so much for being here today. I'm very excited. Today, we are going to be talking about balanced, healthy winter meals, being able to utilize foods that are in season and not all the random holly jolly peppermint types of flavors that you get during the fall season or the winter seasons. But we really are going to be utilizing the foods that you can find at a market, find at your local stores. You're going to find a lot of times we see these vegetables and we're like, uh, I, I don't know what to make with this or we think that it only has to be that one time per month on the really special occasions that we have to that we get to use brussels sprouts that we get to use figs or, or whatever the ingredient is but when i asked on instagram last week if you guys wanted to hear about hormones or balanced fall recipes or balanced win- fall winter recipes y'all said winter recipes and here we are we're going to do it Before we do, quick housekeeping, if you haven't already, take a screenshot or share this link on your social media and let people know that you are listening and that they should listen too. I know that this is an ask and I appreciate it because the best way to grow a podcast and the best way for people to be able to find this podcast when they're searching for healthy nutrition or lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, fitness, what wellness is the more reviews you have, the better SEO you get. And that's that's what we know. If you went on to Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, leave us a review, and I will absolutely send you a tote bag, a hotter than health tote bag. And we all know how sexy those are. I appreciate you. Subscribe and share. Leave a review. Anything, any of the above is absolutely appreciated. Let's get into it. Oh, I should also mention, this is a good time of year to, I'm so sorry, I have all my windows open because it's stunning outside, and I also live across from a hospital, and it's sad, I hate hearing ambulances, I hope that everyone is safe and okay, but it's, it's not great for the audio quality, we understand this, and if you can't hear it, then sorry for calling myself out. 
I'm also sipping on what I was going to mention is this is a great time of year to sip on dandelion root tea. I've got this roasted dandelion root tea. I get it. I, th- I think I got mine just from Harris Teeter, which is a inexpensive grocery store in Charlotte or I don't even know where else they have Harris Teeters, but grab it anywhere. It's great for liver support detoxification and it has this, it doesn't have any sweetness to it. It has more of a roasted nutty flavor that I think is really good for sipping on throughout the day, especially as it does it. I mean, pray, please Lord, uh, as it starts to get colder, it's nice to have something that you can sip on throughout the day that isn't sweet. It's not just orange or cinnamon or, and it's not something chamomile that you feel like is going to put you to sleep. So a roasted dandelion, I love it. Let it sit, sit and steep for, I don't know, five minutes, take the bag out. And then I enjoy it all, all day. I have a couple of cups of this and then I'll do some like lemon, lemon ginger later on. But what I did for this episode is I used a software that I actually use for my nutrition programming clients. And when I work with clients, all of the nutrition programs are completely specific towards their preferences, their goals, their macronutrients. And I'm able to really, really hone in and specify certain topics and searches to ensure that we're only being given recipe options that fit their needs. If they're lactose intolerant, if they want to steer away from nightshades, if they don't want to have, if they don't love beans or they don't want to have, if they want something low glycemic, they want no citrus, whatever it is, we can specify all of those things. And what I wanted to do was prepare a few recipes for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snack. We're not going to go through a hundred recipes. Don't worry. You don't have to write all these things down, but write <clears throat> going through and having these three stipulations, all, all 99% of nutrition clients that I work with, when they send in their initial intake form, I say, okay, like what's, what, what are some things that you have noticed upset your digestion, if any? And by and large, 99% of the time, it is lactose, dairy of any kind. They say it breaks me out, or it makes me constipated, or I don't feel great afterwards. Whatever the case may be, I've noticed majority of people aren't doing dairy. That's a personal thing. Go for it. Do what you want. And what I did was, these are all dairy-free recipes. They all take 30 minutes or less. I don't think I chose anything that took more than 20 or 25 minutes. So this is for anyone, even if you don't love to cook. I chose things that also had a minimum, a minimum of 10 grams of protein per serving. And oftentimes these are recipes that you can have one or two servings of. Uh, So the dinners, usually you'll have two servings of. The breakfast, you'll probably do one. But mostly these are things that are moderate in protein, moderate in carbohydrates, like slightly lower in fat. So you're getting a nice balance. I also did, okay, so it's at least 10 to 12 grams of protein per serving, even for the snacks. There is a mixture of plant-based, vegetarian, and non, and anyone who eats meat. And we also wanted to do 30 minutes or less and dairy-free. Those are the stipulations I will put that in the show notes, but if you are interested in these, I can make an easy doc. So if people are interested in this and I get enough messages on 
uh, Instagram afterwards, I can make a quick PDF and send this out in an email. So let me know if you're interested, but let's get into it. These are going to also be utilizing, of course, winter uh, fruits, veggies, and different produce that you can find in the stores right now. What's great about having foods that are in season is that they're normally more affordable as well. So if you're if if it's winter time and you're searching for the best strawberries, maybe it's you'll find them. You'll absolutely find strawberries, but they might not be the freshest, most ripe in season. And from an ayurvedic holistic standpoint, eating as much in season it does help ground you towards that time in your life, towards the season, towards the, the physical nature of of where you are in life. What? <laughs> Stop trying to be esoteric, Liza. Okay. The first recipe is cinnamon pear oatmeal. And trust me, this is not daunting. Cinnamon pear oatmeal, pear is an in- pear and cinnamon are the key ingredients here that make it a winter-based meal. These are also warming breakfasts that won't leave you cold afterwards. I, f- I find that during the winter, I have a little bit of the a little bit of the Raynaud's. So if you are a woman or a man who struggles with Raynaud's, which is where you're, if you get cold at all, your all the blood rushes to your internal organs thank God, Uh, but your hands and your toes and your lips, all your extremities get blue and cold, almost white, like numb. But aside from that sexy fact, this is going to be a nice warming meal that has good protein, good fat, and good fiber. So this can keep you full for a long period of time. It's pear, cinnamon, rolled oats, water. Option to do pecans just on top but if you want to do any other kind of nut or a hemp seed or you can scrap that all together and then one tablespoon of almond butter one thing that I would personally adjust in this recipe would be to do slightly maybe maybe one third cup of oats instead of a half a cup of oats and then do half a scoop of protein powder so that alongside the protein that you're getting from the almond butter and a combination of the other ingredients, I think that having a little bit more protein in here is what I would personally do. Again, you could keep this exactly how you want it to, but have some pear, a little bit of cinnamon, rolled oats, one tablespoon of almond butter, and water. Mix it all together. You're good to go. Obviously, you make the oatmeal and then you put these things on top. But I have been obsessed with this. If you're not a pear person, if you are not a pear person, I like to also chop up apples. I've been doing this on Instagram and putting it on my story every time I do it. They're so good. You chop up some apples, you put them in a medium pan, a medium heat pan, and then no oil, but you can do a little bit of ghee if you want to, if it's a nonstick pan, uh, and then a little bit of cinnamon on top and let those simmer and saute for, I don't know, five to 10 minutes and then put them over yogurt or oatmeal or have them as a snack. They are so good and so easy and the house smells incredible. That's the cinnamon pear oatmeal for those who like a sweet morning, uh, a sweet morning delicacy. Then we have the eggs and grapefruit box. Okay. The grapefruit here 
are, the grapefruit is what makes this a more winter-based meal. Like clockwork, every single year, as soon as the calendar strikes November, we all are surrounded by the holiday spirit. Whether you're celebrating anything or not, you're likely going to be around more parties, alcohol, maybe your travel schedule is different, maybe you have some more days off, maybe you are simply being surrounded in the office by peppermint bark and hot cider, sugar, brownies, people getting into the holiday spirit, they're baking a ton and they're bringing in these new recipes that often don't have much fiber. No offense to these awesome, delicious recipes. We all want to try them, have them, enjoy them, but we want to make sure that we are still balancing our gut microbiome. So I wanted to talk about the digestive enzymes from Organifi. This is not a product that I have mentioned much because I feel like so many people feel like maybe if they're just getting enough greens, then they're getting all the fiber that they need or they are pooping regularly, so they're getting what they need. But whenever there's that shift in your eating habits or in your day-to-day lifestyle through travel, new food, our, our digestion typically gets a hit. And there are some preventative things we can do aside from eating a meal prepped meal in the office when you want to enjoy the holiday party. Something you can do is consume the digestive enzyme. It is made with aloe vera, apple cider vinegar, and digestive enzymes. It helps with healthy digestion and ensures that you have consistent daily energy and well-being. So when you have these capsules, you consume them before your meal, and it essentially, they become like little mouths in your gut that help break down the food. So it it just wakes up your entire digestive system without having you running to the bathroom. It also just feels like you are able to absorb more of the nutrients because your body is truly able to break down the food properly. It helps balance your microbiome. I think you all will absolutely love it. Again, it's made with organic apple cider vinegar powder, aloe leaf, a digestive enzyme blend like protease, lipase, lactase, and all of these things are essentially made to help break down food, enhance your digestion, no matter the food that you're eating. Of course, we want to have balanced meals, but if we can't always do that, start off your meal with a digestive enzyme. For now, you can go onto Organifi.com and check out the page with (laughs) Organifi.com backslash HTH. On this page, you'll be able to save 20% on any product by using the code HTH. Again, that's the digestive enzyme from Organifi, code HTH. I know you will love it, especially during this season. Breakfast. Citrus fruits, grapefruit, orange, nectarines, limes, lemons, those are all really fantastic for this time of year. Having a thicker, I like that you don't always have to buy these organic because they have such a thick rind around the part that you consume that it, it you're, you can be less concerned about pesticides or glyphosate or all these other toxins that can leach into food that is grown in the earth. But grapefruits, Citrus fruits, a really fantastic time of year to consume those. This is going to be some scrambled eggs. If you want to do egg whites instead, totally cool. Half of an avocado and then a whole grapefruit peeled and cut into sections. 
so good. You are getting a, a lower carb meal, but you're still getting a really great amount of fiber from the avocado and the uh, grapefruit. You're getting healthy fats from the avocado and egg whites. If you are trying to go slightly less fat, maybe you struggle with like acid reflux or gall- gallbladder. Again, I'm not a doctor. This is just what, this is just what I know. But if you want to go slightly lower fat or just save the fats for the avocado and you want to do egg whites instead of whole eggs to reduce some of that fat, absolutely go for it. Or if you're like, what is she thinking? I want carbs. Add in some sourdough, add in some more dark berries, add in some more fruit. I I say like go ham on the fruit, but we know this about grapefruit. If you are on certain medications, do your research on certain prescriptions, then uh, do your research first when it comes to grapefruit because there have been uh, studies of potential side effects when it comes to certain foods or certain medicines and grapefruit. But this is just sliced grapefruit, a few eggs, and half an avocado. I would def do some hot sauce and some coarse sea salt. That sounds amazing. Oh my god. I can't stand Outlook. I don't know how to get these notifications off of my... like. That is what gives me anxiety is these, that sound. I love my job. I love everything about it. But when I get notifications like that, oh my gosh. I say that as I should probably be logged on at work. But here we are doing a podcast. But this is brief and I did what I needed to do this morning and I'll get back to it in a few. But this was pressing and I wanted to get it done before I go to ATL tomorrow, which is where I guess... What a sim moment. I guess I will be there when you listen to this. Let's get into a snack. A snack that I always love any time of year really is a super simple edamame and a cracker. (laughs) Edamame and a whole grain cracker. Uh, When I say whole grain, I I love the seeded crackers. I love the Mary's Gone crackers. You can do simple mills. You can experiment and make your own. Uh, Whatever whole grain kind of cracker, look at the ingredients, see if it's got some fiber in it. Uh, That means it's likely going to be a little bit less processed. Maybe there's some better ingredients. And as long as the first couple ingredients aren't just, you know, enriched wheat flour and, and canola oil, you might be you might be in the clear here. And then you could do organic edamame. You can get this frozen in any oh not any supermarket, but I have seen them in many different supermarkets. You can find frozen edamame that's already been shelled, so you don't have to worry about doing all the shelling. I know at Trader Joe's in the underneath the what is it called? Underneath the salad dressing. Hello. Underneath the salad dressing, they have these pre-packaged. They are not organic, so I would definitely give them a nice rinse and then put them in a glass Tupperware. But having some edamame is going to be high in protein. And then having some of these crackers, nice carb, nice fat, nice balanced meal. Do some coarse sea salt. I think that would be awesome. Let's get into, okay, we're going to do three other recipes that can be interchangeable for lunch and dinner. Okay. This one is going to be for if you don't do any meat. But remember, I mean, if you want to do meat, you can always replace the non-meat with the meat. This one is a extremely straightforward tofu 
sweet potato and kale rice bowl. If you're someone who is really trying to reduce carbohydrates for whatever reason, uh, one simple switch would be simply only do the sweet potato and then replace the rice with cauliflower, or you could just remove the sweet potato, which I wouldn't. They're super high in fiber. They're wonderful. I love them. Uh, The Japanese sweet potatoes especially. But you've got brown rice, sweet potato, tofu, some kale leaves. And if you're not a big kale fan, any other type of leafy green would be great. Um, Maybe not as mild as kale, but if you wanted to get some Brussels sprouts or broccoli or spinach in there, be my guest. Garlic, apple cider vinegar, and it says raw honey, but any honey will do. But the tofu, sweet potato, and kale rice bowl just bake the sweet potato and the tofu at the same time. Uh, and then you can do that for uh, about 25 minutes in 400 degrees, 25 minutes, 400 degrees, or until you can stab the potato and it goes through super clear. And then you would just mix some, a little bit of oil, garlic, apple cider vinegar, honey, and then you would drizzle after you top all of those things on top of one bowl. Let's not overthink it. This is the tofu, sweet potato, and kale rice bowl. And if you're thinking, hey, tofu is garbage, I hate it, then don't do that. You can get an organic chicken or you can do a a piece of steak or turkey or whatever type of meat you do. This one is for the meat eaters. This one is definitely more whole foods based. It's a lower carbohydrate and it is something that can be made in one big pot. If you are, you and your partner or you and your roommate are working on having some healthier, lower carb meals later in the day, this is, this would be a great one, especially in the fall. It's one part turkey, cabbage, and mushroom. And a lot of this, the reason I chose this one is that not because it's specifically adding in super winter-based veggies like cabbage is, but... It also has, it's it's just like a very warming, hearty recipe that I think would people would really gravitate to if they were trying to still eat really clean during the cold months, but they didn't want to just have a salad. This one is going to be using extra lean ground turkey. Again, try and find as high quality as you can. This is how you, this is the health part of where we really are. This is the health part. This is the investment in our health. If you are going to go to the store, spend the two extra dollars on the organic, no hormone, no glyphosate, no GMO, all that, as as clean as you can for your meats. Because if you consider it, that's if you don't buy a coffee one day of the week, that is likely compensating for the two dollars more you're spending on the organic ground beef or ground turkey this is extra lean ground turkey green cabbage finely sliced portobello mushrooms sliced a little bit of thai basil that's chopped or just basil but and then some lime juice and then you have this you cook the turkey you add the cabbage and the mushrooms until it's soft and then you just do some basil and lime juice and cook it down until it's all warm and wilted and then you can serve it in bowls I think this would be great in lettuce wraps I think this would be great with 
I really think this would be great overall. I, I would just eat this out of the bowl. No big deal at all. And if you still want some extra veggies as a side, or if you want to do just a little bit of carbs, then you can always like roast some sweet potatoes and have it so you can still stay in that whole food based area. But again, it's just a one part, one pot, turkey, cabbage, and mushroom. It actually sounds phenom. The next that we're going to do, did I say two or did I say three? Uh, okay. So we did one of the vegan, we did the tofu sweet potato rice bowl. We did the one part, tur one pot turkey cabbage mushroom. And then we're going to, we're going to mix it up. Okay. We're going to do a, oh man, no, I'm going to do both of these. Okay. This one's for the pescatarians. Oh my God. I may do this. Oh man. I go out of town tomorrow. Oh, I want to do this as soon as I get home. Okay. This one. Ooh. Oh my God. Sounds great. Butternut squash, quinoa, and shrimp. I act like I haven't seen these recipes before. I've edited them. I put them all together and created a collection before this episode. I just feel like every time I see them, the photos are beautiful. The colors are amazing. And I'm starving. Butternut squash, quinoa, and shrimp. This is straightforward. It is preheat the oven to 400 degrees. Uh, you can do either a little bit of oil or you can do like parchment paper or a baking sheet, whatever you normally use. You chop up butternut squash, take out the seeds, peel it, all that stuff, and then drizzle with a little salt and pepper, a little olive oil, bake it for 25 maybe minutes, and then kind of shake it up as you're baking it so that you can get it cooked thoroughly on all sides. And then what's great about this is it's so easy to prep. In the last five minutes of baking the squash, throw in the shrimp onto the baking sheet. You'll have already seasoned the shrimp with salt and pepper and everything like that. But once you're doing, once you've put that in there, you cook that for another five minutes and then you cook your quinoa, just follow the directions on the package. And then you add it all to a bowl. It's extreme. I told you these were going to be super simple recipes. It is butternut squash roasted and then in the last five minutes of roasting that you throw on the shrimp you make your quinoa whatever kind of quinoa you want I do organic white quinoa and it gets nice and puffy but you can do rainbow you can do red whatever kind of quinoa you want it's a complete protein so this is packed with protein it's got great fiber it's got great seasonal vegetables from the butternut squash and I know it doesn't say anything about veggies in here Go ham with the veggies. Add Brussels sprouts, add peas, add snap peas, add carrots, add celery, add whatever you want. Add whatever you want or just make a big sally on the side. All will be great. Super simple. Wow, that one sounds so good. And these are really great to prep. Speaking of prep, the last recipe I'm going to show you, this is for, I wanted to save this as like the piece de la resistance because I don't even think I said that right. It it matters not. Rewind. Fast forward. Doesn't matter. Oh my god. <laughs> Pressure cooker chicken and root veggie soup. During this time of year, we during this time of year, we are focusing on getting really grounded. During the warmer months, it's more of that like airy and fresh and whimsical food. And then during the colder months where we essentially go inward, unless you're listening to Australia, then you're doing the fresh foods, but these are still going to be bomb recipes. 
But if you're in the U.S., things are getting colder, or Canada, and things are getting colder, we tend to typically go inward. And we, it's a little bit darker, it's darker earlier, there's less sunlight, and these are the times when we gravitate towards more grounding foods. Very specifically, root vegetables, things like the butternut squash, things like the carrots and the sweet potatoes, things that are grown underground because we're getting grounded. Here is a pressure cooker chicken and root veggie soup. If you don't have a pressure cooker, which is, again, why it only takes 20 or 30 minutes because they use a pressure pressure cooker in this recipe. But if you have a crock pot or if you just have a big pot and a little bit of time and you want to make this on like a Wednesday night, have it for the rest of the evening. Why Wednesday? I, I, I don't know. But if you want to make this for your family or maybe someone's not feeling great or you need to bring over a meal for a friend or you just want something that you can like... If you work from home, then get the ingredients, pop this, pop these recipes or ingredients in the whatever kind of pot you're using, and then let it simmer all day. And I think it'll all fall apart really nicely. But the ingredients of the pressure cooker chicken and root veggie soup are turnips. Don't be worried if you haven't cooked cooked with turnips. They are super, super simple. You use one turnip, cut it into thin wedges. You've got some carrots, two big carrots. You can slice them thick or however you want them in the soup. One leek, four cloves of garlic. Let's go. One pound of chicken breasts, boneless, skinless. Two stalks of celery, six cups of chicken broth, or you can use veggie broth or half veggie, half water, which is what I typically do. And then you want some fresh tarragon, maybe a bay leaf salt, pepper, but turnip, carrot, leek, garlic, chicken breast, celery. All you really do, so it says for a pressure cooker, is add everything into the pot. Uh, I would probably, I'd probably change things up a little bit because I don't have a pressure cooker. I would probably saute the garlic and the leeks, carrot, celery, turnip, all the veggies, and then I would roast the chicken a little bit and then put it in. Look, I don't know. I don't normally cook with poultry. I really don't ever cook with poultry. And I really only started eating meat again occasionally a couple months ago. So I'm still not very well versed. So these are just the ingredients. If you have a pressure cooker or a crock pot, just add all of that shit in and enjoy and then use your use your common sense to not eat raw chicken. It's really all I can give you here. This has been fun. (laughs) I hope you all have enjoyed this because I know that as we're listening in Charlotte and in Atlanta where I'm sitting, we're getting a cold front. Things are getting chilly. We want to make soups, but it doesn't always just have to be blending up a bunch of butternut squash and sweet potato, which are great. I wanted to give some options that weren't just sweet potato and Brussels sprouts with candied bacon. All of those recipes are fine, but I feel like they are... Those don't really turn me on. I'm not super excited about like a cranberry, kale, warm butternut squash salad. I am. I'll eat it. But I'm not super excited to have that every single night. That's like an occasion dish for me. These are homey. These are delicious and great for simple prep, especially for families or more than one person or just meal prep or just meal prep. 
Again, if you are listening and you have not done so already, please take the time to screenshot or share this episode wherever you're listening to it on social media. It means the world. Leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify wherever you're listening. I appreciate you all and I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week. Enjoy these recipes. Let me know if you want them. Send me a message on Instagram and I will talk to you all next Thursday.